0: <laughs> Jay, do you know what song we're
1: listening to? Listen. Another
0: Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd.
1: In the Wall. <laughs> we don't need no education. <laughs> Adrian didn't want me to play that part because we're doing this from a school. <laughs> okay. This is
0: rebooting the news number eighty eight. Hi, Dave. Is it really eighty eight, Eighty eight. Eighty yeah. eight. Wow. Where
1: does it it's pretty soon it's gonna be number one hundred. Yeah. What's We've gonna We've gotta happen? have
0: a party or something. I or think so. A special guest yeah. or
1: something. Who could we get? Bill Who Keller. Could we get? We'll get Bill yeah. Keller. <laughs> we could insult <laughs> Great him. Great idea. We could insult him. <laughs> now he why would wouldn't. we wanna do that, Dave? Well, I could say <laughs> I you know, has anybody ever seen Bill Keller and Adolf <laughs> Hitler together? Oh, <laughs> or Right to Hitler? <laughs> <went straight laughs> that to, is. Lame. went straight, I, straight to the top. <laughs> well, that was straight to the not bottom. uncalled for, okay? That was not uncalled for because he compared Julian Assange to James O'Keefe. Is that what the guy's name? Yes. And James O'Keefe being a thug. Yeah. Yeah. And Julius Sands
0: being a collaborator with the New York Times.
1: Absolutely. A partner, actually. Partner and would you be know, one
0: way of putting it. Yep. Yeah. Somebody uh-huh. they
1: chose to partner with. And so, you know, it's sort of like if you say your customers are really stupid, then what does that say about you? And if you say your partners are thugs, then you're somebody who partners with thugs. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good We're thing. We're talking
0: about a column that... Bill Keller wrote in the uh, New York Times Magazine, he has this weekly column the uh, the, f- the week It's before. not actually weekly. It's oh, not it's, weekly. Not. it's not? It's every no. other week? It's, or no, it's whenever he feels like it. It's whenever he feels like it's it. Feels so like you, you actually
1: it. know that he wanted to publish that. It wasn't like he had to. Right. He actually decided. He sat down because he wanted to write it. The that.
0: previous one was a rant about aggregation. Um, and this one... It was a rant about boing boing. You know, Chris Anderson, my friend... Not the Wired Chris Anderson, not the Ted Chris Anderson, but the Staten Island Chris the Staten Anderson. Island Chris Anderson, <laughs> <laughs> who uh, who is a, who is a pal and colleague of mine, said something that I was thinking. I'm glad he said it, which is 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 Bill Keller becoming a troll?
1: Yeah, no, he's become a troll. <laughs> it's 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 true. Yeah, and
0: the the way in which it's true is that I think that the reason he's writing some of these things is precisely to irritate certain people that he wants to irritate, hmm. which is what a troll does, right? A troll says things just to get reactions. and We knows don't really
1: understand t- trolls, do we? I mean, no. We don't why understand they do what they their do, motivations. It's very hard to uh, no. grasp Everyone
0: that. thinks they understand trolls. I think they're a mystery, actually. Yeah, me too. Uh but um, There's
1: another theory is that he's doing it to rally the troops inside the New York Times because this is probably the kind of conversations they have, you know, in the coffee room at the New York Times. How does it rally the troops? I don't, I don't get that. It's a negative form of rallying. But some organizations, really? and I think the Times is one of those, needs to paint the rest of the world as really stupid. Oh, sort of like and, the basketball
0: team that says nobody said we could get this far and we did it, that kind of thing?
1: It's a little different. It's like we're the only ones who really know what's going on. Everybody else doesn't get it You know if somebody uses that phrase a lot he doesn't get it Mm -hmm. It's a pretty good sign that they're they're trying to hide from something themselves, you know Mm -hmm. I think I mean Mm -hmm. because there's no singular get it. I mean Mm -hmm. everybody this is something that I've learned at least that point of view is really you have to understand that everybody has their own point of view and anything like this, like what he's trying to struggle with, uh, and what the Times is trying to struggle with, there's no single answer. Everybody has a point of view. And their their whole shtick really needs a, point of, an, a, a readjustment of the point of view, because they need to start think, saying things that make sense to other people, not just things that make sense to them. All wow. of their pitches are coming from their point of view, is, look, we're doing a good job, we need you know what it's important what we do is important but we need we deserve to earn a paycheck yeah all these things are yeah well that's their point of view but what is it what do we need you know what what could you say to me that would excite me and get me going the only thing that got me going was the idea that i didn't have to pay (laughs) i mean i don't know if you got one of these No, no you didn't
0: no but i don't have to pay because i'm a subscriber
1: Interesting. Maybe that's why you – you know, what I'm talking about is the Lincoln Lincoln Continental stick. Yeah, I know. And I had – you know, so basically I went to the Times website a day – I think it was the day that they announced that they were actually going to flip the switch today for the paywall. Right, today is the day. Which is, by the way, the the reason why the song was The Wall, uh, in case you didn't figure that out. Right, The Wall, the the, paywall. Before I could worry too much about what I would do – they absolved me of having to worry. And really?
0: That's how you find out about the Lincoln thing?
1: Yeah. I went to By the, going to the I Times? went to the website. And, and they I, said, hey, you. An interstitial pops up. And really? it says, because you're so cool. Really? And because, yeah, really. Because you're oh, a frequent reader that's... of the New York Times. Interesting. Uh, that's all they said, because you read it frequently. And have
0: you run into somebody else who got this
1: offer? Sure. lots. Of, uh, for a while there, I was thinking that basically everybody got the offer, and that this was a way of sort of making the paywall an instant success, because presumably right. Lincoln's paying them some amount of money for right. each person that they right. you know grant this to. Wouldn't it and, be
0: cool if they were doing this for people who send them a lot of flow?
1: Uh, that would I, be smart. Yeah, you see, but then I heard from them that, or via, oh, yeah, okay. I, it could be that, but I don't think it is. I don't that think would, it is either. That would indicate a little bit, yeah. they would, that would be too smart. <laughs>
0: you know, just going back to Keller for a moment, I think one of the things that's going on here is that there's, because there, I saw a couple of other really bizarre comments from Times people last week or so, and I think the combination of... The four journalists who were taken captive in Libya and others at the Times, who, mm. as we discussed last week, do risk their lives to bring us the news, and other people risk their lives too. But thank you for. No, there including are. Including bloggers. Including bloggers. But the combination of that and the expected criticism and dismissal of the paywall coming together. Have created this kind of toxic psychology for some people at the New York Times, hmm. where it's we're risking our lives and you guys steal our stories. You know, th- I mean, I'm just saying that that's it, at the brute, level, right? how do, level, I, right. And how do I that's the like kind like of psychology I'd, we're dealing with?
1: And how do they just date? That's coffee room talk that somebody walks in there yeah says, that's not really you what you see? should
0: put in the sunday times magazine. no of course not yeah. <laughs> no, <but laughs> i, I agree with you but yeah. the
1: problem here's the problem when your organization is doing things like that it can't help but show up in your marketing materials in the editorial yeah. p- it, ha- it has to that's, that's why th- i wrote the psychology
0: of bloggers versus journalists right the psychology comes through whether you are censoring yeah. yourself or not,
1: right? Right, and A.O. Scott, who's the a great film reviewer for the New York critic. Times, and I read right. him regularly, and I trust his judgment. Very talented, he's a very guy. good. He never, hey, that's the derivative, he isn't it? Film critic. That's derivative. excuse me, but he doesn't <laughs> risk his life. I mean, and and, right. and maybe there's value to pay for his work too even though he doesn't risk his life. So maybe we need to calm down a little bit about all this life-risking thing because there's also, just because Boing Boing, Boing Boing is more like A.O. Scott. So if you pick up Boing Boing, then you really need to compare apples and apples. Boing Boing is is a review site. It's a a commentary That was Simon
0: Domenico at Age who made that comparison. Right,
1: and so you can't do that. Uh, There are bloggers, of course, not only who risk their lives, but who die. I mean, they, they do. Like right. uh, uh, Hoder, for example, is in jail in Iran. Yep. Now, is he a blogger? Of course. Is he in jail? Yes. Is he- is he potentially dead? Absolutely. Yeah. And are And is anybody working to get him out? Not clear. Too many people are. At least the Times reporters had somebody, had a newspaper reporting on their plight. Right. You know, they could guarantee that because... Robert
0: Mackey of the Times did report on Hoder.
1: I know, but okay. you see, the Times isn't going to let that drop. Any more... It's it's going to be an issue until they're released, which is fine. I don't mind them using their paper to help get their colleague out. But there's an imbalance, right? If you want to feel pity for the blogger, here's a reason to feel a little bit more than you would for for the Times reporter. The fact is that that people do courageous things in all walks of life. It's Mm -hmm. not just reporters that do that. And it is, an, uh, unfortunately, is not a justification for right to continue to be paid to do something. Mm-hmm. If it were true, all kinds of things would be paid for, but that, that aren't, that are hard to get paid for. All right. So right.
0: Let's move on. Sure.
1: I'm happy to move on.
0: Twitter is the evening news.
1: Well, what do you mean do, exactly? Let's do the social camera thing first because okay. that, that won't take very long. All
0: right. Um, <clears throat> I don't expi- I don't really understand color, so maybe you could explain to me. Color is. A I don't company. either. Well, I do
1: understand it. Of uh, course, I understand. It, it, it raised. It. What? Adrian says he has it. I downloaded it too. He raised
0: that raised forty one million dollars this yeah. week. I don't know right? why
1: everybody's focusing on the forty one million dollars. It's actually not that large a number. It's it's consistent with what other companies are raising. Box dot okay. net raised forty eight million dollars a few weeks ago, and my chin dropped when I heard that. Nobody commented on it at all. Nobody okay. said a word. You know, uh, Andreessen Horowitz is uh, you know Mark Andreessen's VC company is m- making those kinds of investments all the time. Uh, that Sequoia, who is the VC that that did this deal, that they would do the same thing. It's not surprising. So what is color? Okay. Uh, well, first let me say what the social camera was, and then I okay. can say very directly what color was. Uh, in two thousand seven, I was standing on a in pla- I think it was the summer of two thousand seven. I was standing on a train platform in Genoa, Italy, and I was taking pictures. And across the platform, on the you know, uh, on the other platform across some tracks, were a couple. They were also taking pictures. And then I realized, oh my God, I'm probably in their pictures, right? Right. And I said, well. Wouldn't it be cool if, um, Adrian, please don't do that. That's really just, he's taking pictures while I'm talking. It's distracting. I mean, um, anyway, uh, so, you know, I thought, wouldn't it be cool if our phones could negotiate with mm -hmm. each other you know, I said, well, you know, I, what led me to that? I said, well, I was thinking of yelling across the platform, <laughs> my email address is, would you please send me those pictures? <laughs> Which would be awkward. It would be because they might not even speak English. Exactly. I'm in Italy. A lot of people don't speak English in Italy, True. although they look like tourists. They're probably from Toledo, Ohio or something. Um, but it would, yes, it would be awkward. And you know, who wants to interrupt people on their vacation, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So I started being a te- technology guy. I started thinking about protocols. and mm. I thought, oh, well, Wi-Fi. I bet we're, th- we're within Wi-Fi range. Mm. And I could have set a preference on my camera saying that I'm looking for any pictures taken pointing mm. at me mm. from anybody who's willing to share those pictures. And they right. would have a similar preference. And as our long fo- as their setting is on and your and setting is on. And what would be on. really cool about you this, if you photo. like this, is that now when you go on vacation, not only you'll be in the pictures that you bring back which is a hard thing to arrange. Right. Now you'd bring back a whole bunch of pictures right. that you don't even know who took them. I mean, maybe you don't like them, but, you know, whatever. I thought, oh, this would be great. So I wrote it up. I called it the social camera. The I said social somebody camera, needs social, yeah. social camera. Someone yeah. needs to do this.
0: The social uh, camera.
1: Then fa- fa- I wrote about this a few times because there were a few <laughs> products that sort of approximated this. Uh-huh. Communicating cameras is a- going to be a big deal. So one of these days, yeah. I think it's going to be too late. By the time Kodak or... Uh, Canon, Canon is the one everybody that they should be doing. Canon and Nikon should be doing this. Their cameras should not just, you know, have little have you know USB things in it. They should just like basically, you know, look for places to sync to or be configurable. And when you come in range of those things, they should just sync. That's it. Yeah. Right. But um, right. So that's what Color does basically. Color does it with a different technology. Mm-hmm. Um, what they use is uh, GPS. Mm. So that's how they know we're both on the platform. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm on one platform, they're on the other. They know that we're close to each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they uh, all my pictures get uploaded to their server. They know that we're close to each other both in geography and in time. Those are the two dimensions you need to be close to each other in. Right. And now they can associate those uh-huh. and they can create a social network that is based on proximity in geography and in time. And it's right. it's a great idea. The only problem with it, and it is a very, 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 very big problem, is install base. And it's it's it there's that's been the initial problem with this thing, is that you get it and there's nobody you don't get any pictures. You're just uploading pictures. Adrian just put a picture of me up in to the cloud or he or whatever, theoretically. And there won't. I don't have a camera. Nobody in that room is taking a picture, and nobody has color. And right. that's the problem that a lot of these things face, like Foursquare. Right. Foursquare. Has, the adoption curve. Right. It hasn't yeah. penetrated beyond a certain group of early adopters. Uh, so then the question came up: Is why didn't these guys use South by Southwest to launch? I mean, uh-huh. why? Bec- I mean, it, why would that have been a great idea? Because there you have a whole huge number of people who are likely users of the thing who are in close proximity in both space and time. Why didn't they? I don't know. It seems like a really huge missed opportunity. I can imagine
0: news applications for that. Absolutely. If you know who's at the event at the time that the building collapsed. Uh,
1: Yeah. I I don't know. This is a... Absolutely, no doubt about it. Now, my guess is that these guys have based their business model on a patent, and that's you know going to be unfortunate for wow, them. Wow, can
0: there be a patent when you wrote the social camera Thank in two thousand and seven, so Dave? This is
1: one of the reasons why I write these pieces, Jay. Sure. Okay, it's not just because you know what people never read the damn pieces. You know, or if they read them, they go, "Oh, there I don't goes." Know. They read my piece. There goes. Yeah, no, they don't read mine. Then they go, "Oh, there goes Dave again." Blah blah right. blah. Right? You know, <laughs> not like he's ever thought of anything that ever mattered. Right? You know, it doesn't matter. Your track record's zero. It's a, a zero-based track <laughs> record going on here. Uh, I mean, what would be really nice is that I could write one of these pieces, and somebody would make the product. Give me one. Okay, that would be the beginning. Give give me one, okay? And also put a nice thank you note on their website. Thank you for the idea to Dave. And God forbid, a little stock wouldn't hurt, you know. I haven't mean, I'm, I'm, I'm taken a vow of poverty, Jay. I mean, it wouldn't hurt, you know, since they've, put such a high value on their stock. Give me uh-huh. a little bit give me twenty five dollars worth of stock so I can tell my mother I'm a success, you know. It couldn't what whatever. Mm-hmm. They never do any of that stuff. But <laughs> what it is good for is for the patent. That right. is for sure. Prior and, art. And yeah. right and what was really actually kind of gratifying was that there were a handful of people that tweeted when they heard about this, oh, that's Dave Weiner's social camera. Mm-hmm. And at first I go, No it's not and then I looked, oh it is <laughs>
0: Interesting It doesn't have to be You
1: know you don't want to be picky about the technology that you choose If it Wi-Fi is one way I prefer doing Wi-Fi Even though I know that they could do it that way Because it's decentralized And I like decentralized you know the fact that it's centralized is why they got the forty-one million dollars, right. because they become the bottleneck, and this right, is exactly right, why we right. don't like it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if the uh, if these things were easier to program, these uh, handheld little devices, then we would have seen this hack uh, in two thousand seven. Uh, somebody who said, "Oh, we'll write a script," and I would have written a script. And it would, I mean, it's the kind of thing where it'd be trivial to write a script to do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'd love to, but nobody's made a platform where all the components are sitting there scriptable, you know, in a way that I could do a little hack over a weekend and have it work. Right. So that's the social camera, and that's color.
0: Moving along. Sure. Why is Twitter the evening news? Well, we've talked about this a million times. I'm not sure I understand what that means. It's
1: the news system of the future. Right. uh, Well, somebody did a study, and we'll have to look for the pointer on this. Uh, I, I skimmed it and uh, they did a study, and what they found was that out of all the millions of people who use Twitter, f- half the tweets come from 20,000 people. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, we we kind of knew that, yeah, right? it's you not th- a surprise. could see that. Yeah. It's always that way. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in any one of these mediums, you know, it's not the masses doing the, the reporting. It's the few people doing the reporting. Mm-hmm. And so from that, They conclude. This guy concludes um, that it's uh, you know it's like the evening news, and they're right. Absolutely, always believe that that's what it is.
0: You mean it's one to many?
1: Well, that it's a place to go find out what's happening in the world from the from the reader's standpoint. Mm -hmm. That's that's what Twitter is. Why do you go to Twitter? I want to find out what's happening in the world. Yeah, you know, say it's over and over again. What's happening in the world? What's happening in the world? What's happening in the world? It even says it at the top of the page. It says what's happening, right?
0: Don't you find it significant in this connection that Jack Dorsey, one of the engineers who helped give birth to Twitter, got the idea, he says, partly from the um, police radio he Mm -hmm. used to listen to when he was a kid, right? Which is what's happening. It's, It's a form of news for those who care about emergency response which he as a kid had you know an imagination that just went in that direction and it's it is still that it's an information system it's a it's a notification system i think that's what we've called it in the past that's the best way of i call it new
1: system of the future i've said that many times that's one of my mantras yeah um i never thought it was conversation when people say it's about conversation um i go it's not about conversation it's no more about conversation than uh then watching, you know, Al Jazeera or CNN or MSNBC is about conversation. It's not. It's It, it doesn't yeah. work for conversation. It doesn't work well for conversation. I'll tell you one thing I
0: use it for that does work well is it's good for making an observation that has many different ins- instances over time. That is... Um, if you wanted to show people the sources are going direct, and you knew that just saying it once or twice doesn't get through, but you wanted to show it again and again, mm. it's great for that. Developing an idea—that's what blogging time. was
1: for me. I mean, you can never get one idea. You, know, you always beat, i call it beating the drum. You're just beating the drum. You have a few themes that you repeat, and you repeat them. You look for instances that illustrate your point, you know, and you, Twitter is good for that. Well, sure. Of course yeah. it is. Twitter's good. I mean, somebody was, you know, telling me that, you know, I'm I'm an enemy of Twitter. I'm not an enemy of Twitter. I like Twitter. I just think that Twitter was a lot more interesting a few years ago. Um, I think a- anybody that used it a few years ago would have to agree that mm-hmm. it was a lot different it was a lot more interesting and, you know, and I want that. That's what I want. I don't care if I'm on a network that has 20 million people on it. What I want is the you know, that liveliness, the interesting the uh I wanna be informed in more than just surface level. There was this great thing that happened with Scott Adams, the cartoonist that does Dilbert. I don't know if you saw this. Did, did mm, you I don't ma- think so, no. He wrote a he wrote a piece and then took it down. It was really a very well written, very interesting piece that uh, about um uh, about men's rights first. It sounded like in the first half like he was like you know, I'm, I'm really pissed off about all the things that, you know, men don't get enough respect. And, you know, I forget all the different things I was reading. God, I'm surprised that he's there. But, you know, I feel, I agree with a lot of it. I think that, that we do emasculate men a lot in, um, the way our society's built. It's sort of built in to the way we do things. And, um, and, um, so I was reading along, and you know, some of the things you don't want to say too much because you get put down by a lot of people. It's not. Then he flips around and he calls people who say that pussies. <laughs> it's like completely other way. Why don't you get a life? And he says some other things which absolutely set the feminists hair on fire. I mean, I don't even know if I want to repeat them, because, but they still were valid points, and they were still very thoughtful, very interesting. And he took it down, apparently, within five minutes of putting it up because he had second thoughts. I don't know if you've ever done that. I've done it a number Um, of times. He just took it down. I've never done that. No? no? Oh, well, I've done it. Believe me. You know, sometimes, especially a few years ago, I would write pieces of my blog that were, like, really, you know— Got to the core of things that I truly believe now I don't use my blog that way, because you know what? I'm not interested in all that comes back from that. It's you know, I'll have those discussions with my friends, and maybe I'll write a book someday and I'll put them in the book. But why
0: do you get so upset about
1: negative reactions to what you say and do? Online?
0: I don't know. Why, but, why does it
1: bug you so much? Well, you don't mm, uh, I don't want to a, that's an impossible question to answer because that includes your point of view in, in there. It's like you baked your point of view into the question. I mean, why does it seem that way to you, is what you're really asking. (laughs) Jay, as I parse it, I'm going, how could I even answer that question? It seems to me that you do. Well, I would say at the same time, it seems that you don't put your personality into a lot of the pieces that you write. They aren't (laughs) about your personal life, and they don't relate to who you are in a lot of dimensions. So therefore... You know, I would ask you why don't you put those things out there? Then you might have. A, if you did, then you might have an idea of why you don't want those things. I mean, I'll give you an example. Okay, right. I mean, it's, it's a fair question if it were asked a different way. It's not a fair question the way you asked it. Okay, um, <laughs> you know, I don't put my personal life into my blog. Yeah. In other words, uh, right. if uh, you know, if uh, if I'm having a relationship with Somebody, I don't blog about it. Right, right, a personal relationship. You know what I mean by that, of course, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and um, well, why don't I? You know, why? What's the Some problem? Some people do. Yeah. yeah. Well, the problem is then it's not a personal relationship anymore, is it? Right. It's a public relationship. Now you're having a press conference every time you're talking to yeah. this person that you're trying to get very close to. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to say things to them that they might blog about, you know, or they don't want to say things to you that you might blog about. So rather than having to say, well, this is something I will blog about or I won't, I just don't blog about the whole thing mm-hmm. you know and uh, that's been worked out pretty well for me I mean th- as I approached those let's give you another example when I um, in the uh, 90s when I was just starting blogging I owned a, uh, I owned a very beautiful house in Woodside California and um, and it was at the end of a long driveway it was in the country um, it was not the kind of place you want random people coming knocking on your front door Mm-hmm. Okay, because if you had a problem with those people, nobody would hear you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the problem would go; would simply be between you and two stra- and a stranger. And, right. And people start showing up at the front door, and they knock on the door, and I'd answer the door. I'd answer it, and they would say, "Oh, we just want to see if you actually live here." Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a very nice thing. That would be unsettling. Yeah, totally. And especially when your girlfriend answers the door. And she has to deal with it, and you're not even That would be doubly unsettling. Well, yeah. Yeah. She started making jokes about how uh, her husband is down in the basement uh, cleaning the guns with the dogs. (laughs) (laughs) This was her way of telling me, you better stop writing about this shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not good. And, you know, so I did. I stopped writing about that, and then I started becoming very careful about that line between my personal (laughs) existence and my public existence. Because I wanted to have a personal life. Oh,
0: I totally understand that. Right. So you don't sure. blog
1: about any, let's say, uh, you know, I don't even want to speak theoretically. I, I know stuff about your family because we're friends, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I go over to your house. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you wouldn't want me blogging about those things, right? No. no. Yeah. There you go. Okay. And I wouldn't. And you, right. You sort of trust me not to do that. It, it goes without saying, right?
0: But what I meant, Dave, is... That's and why. we only have to spend a little bit more time on this. It's not a big deal. But um you I, I mean I can't think of a way of phrasing this that you're not going to object to, but you don't you you enjoy disrupting assumptions. You're not afraid to say, um, you know, this is this is full of shit. Uh you guys got it all wrong. Um, you have not only what you've said, but what you have I done. I usually
1: don't say it that way though. I don't know if you if you actually read the words I write, but those are not sentences that I would write. No,
0: they're not. <laughs> I I know they're not sentences you would write, right. but that is what you are saying.
1: Well, effect. it's but I'm careful not to say it that way.
0: That is true. Right. But nonetheless, you you
1: could con- you could conclude are willing to
0: make those kinds of sure because moves. and
1: I don't mind if people say that kind of stuff about me either. It doesn't bother me one bit. Okay. Not at all. I mean. Dave, you're wrong. Dave, you're full of shit. Dave, you you don't <laughs> understand how this works at all. Right. I see that as an opening for an interesting discussion. That's a place where I might learn something. There, Believe me, Jay, there are times when I am full of shit. There are times when I don't know what I'm talking about. All right. There are times when I have been 180 degrees wrong. And right. because I know that... It would be really foolish for me not to listen when somebody says you're 180 degrees wrong (laughs) because maybe I am, (laughs) and maybe I could learn something, right? Okay, fair enough. I mean, those things don't bother me at all. I really swear to God. And also the personal things that people say, they don't bother me that much either. I mean, they bother a lot of people a lot more than they bother me because you've gotten sort of immune to it. It's like you develop calluses on that kind of stuff, you know? You do, indeed. yeah.
0: Uh, now, this thing you wrote this week, An Internet Inside the Internet, and I want to ask you about this. Yep. This is a post of scripting news that I read, and I, and I found it very interesting, but I didn't understand it. The part that really intrigued me hmm. was at the end where you said, it feels like a new Internet is springing to life inside a yeah. corner
1: of the Internet. Right. How so? Well, um, well, I think I explained it in the first part of the piece. Uh, um you know, I've been sort of pushing the edges technologically uh, for, you know, basically my entire adult life. That's that's really what I do. And and then when you push the edges, what happens is then you hit hard walls some places right? where there's no give. And you know you need something. And without that thing, you're never going to get past this place, okay? And so um, one of the things that we need is... Um, this ability to store what amounts to very small pieces of data that belong to a user in public places where people can find it, right? So it's not enough just to write a blog post in text. I want the data that's behind that, the source code that's behind that, that the post was uh, rendered from to also be available there so that other things could be done with it. Mm -hmm. And those other things, I think, will be very interesting when we can do them, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, I approached that with a product I did called Radio Userland in 2002. um, And radio had this feature called upstreaming in it. And basically the way that worked was you had a folder, and when anything you copied into that folder would be um, uh, uploaded automatically, without you having to do anything, to a server that we hosted, mm-hmm. running something that we called software that we called XML storage system, which was designed to be the thinnest possible, absolutely minimal uh, software that you needed to get this effect, where your documents, n- and it wasn't just your HTML documents that went up, You know the stuff that you read in the web browser. But it was also the OPML documents and the RSS. RSS is a perfect example of this, okay? RSS is the data that's behind what's on your web page. And look at all that's been able to happen with RSS. We convince people to, to do just that little bit of data. And a whole network developed and you could argue that twitter wouldn't have happened if it weren't for that because we wouldn't have the experimentation that led up to twitter to know where the problems were to be able to solve it jack dorsey wouldn't have, may have been thinking in those terms but when he tried to describe it to a programmer it, he would have fallen flat because they wouldn't have understood the ideas that we had that bit of groundwork there probably helped him a lot to be able to do that well there are other forms of data and so I've tried to uh, OPML particularly is not just used for subscription lists, but it's also for outlines. And outlines are sort of I think of it as text on rails. So you know there's there's p- paragraphs in an outline, but you can nest them <coughs> underneath them, mm. and then you can reorganize according to structure. And that reco- reorganizing according to structure is very powerful. Um, it's something the paper can't do. You just can't do it on paper. But you can do it on the computer and and um and it can be very very easy and and then I could connect my outline with your outline mm-hmm. in such a way that as the user's browsing it, they wouldn't really even know that there was a boundary mm-hmm. in other words, we've created together one document right that um that has the feel of of one document but it's actually two okay mm-hmm. and <laughs> and I can think of uses for that. Uh huh. And you can make it out of a thousand documents. So right. I could be linking a thousand of these things together. Knows right. I use the word linking there. This is linking, but we, it has a whole different feel to it because because uh, what you end up doing is creating a taxonomy of knowledge mm-hmm. and um, and browsing that taxonomy in a very natural way, and it's also reconfigurable. So if somebody says, you know, let's say you follow the New York Knicks, okay and i follow the um the golden state warriors and somebody else follows the uh chicago bulls right and then we find you know another 25 people each one's following one team now we can just take all of our work and glue them together, and now we've got a publication right. that's always current on all the basketball teams. Now somebody says, "Well, wait a minute, that's a great thing you did, but that ask, that guy over there, sorry, doesn't know anything about the Bulls. Mm-hmm. What I want to do it with all those guys, except I'm going to substitute the guy I like in there for right, right. Add it to list. Totally, yeah. he has his own list. He just right. clones everything that I've got in there. Right, and and by the way, when you expand one of these nodes in there, um. <clears throat> you see the current stuff that's in that outline. Not, It's not a static rendering. It's a dynamic thing. Mm-hmm. So that if you make a change to your outline, and I've included your outline in mine. Notice I did use a different word there. Not link, but include. Because mm-hmm. it's really like an inclusion is what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, um, that okay. I get the current version of it. so is this. that the
0: internet inside the internet? well
1: it's one of them. There probably are many of them mm-hmm. that's one of them. So because okay, now you know, fast forward, right? So we had this, but there, we did it and it 's sort of like a port, it was a primitive version of what we have now in Dropbox. Mm-hmm. Dropbox does what we were playing Trying with to do, in, yeah. and it worked. I mean, it was good for publishing. Radio was a very popular product. Our servers didn't fall apart, although they were pretty well taxed. Because we weren't really good at writing the server software. We were really good at writing the the workstation software. Um, You have that. You have Dropbox. And Dropbox has this public folder. It's really amazing. You you put something in that public folder, and it's got a public web address. And it can be anything you want. It doesn't have to be a text file. It could be an XML file. It could be a JSON file. It could be an Excel spreadsheet, for that matter. It could be anything. Mm. Now, this is amazing. This is new. It's also free for up to two gigabytes worth of storage, so and that's a lot. That's a lot of XML. Jay. Right. I mean, <laughs> you could do a lot of XML in two two gigabytes, hmm. um, and it's it's free. I can see a lot of implications of this for. The but co- wait, wait. It was one more thing. Then yeah. you got S three, and S three is very much the same kind of thing without any of the limits, mm-hmm. and where Dropbox has kind of a, you know, limited API. I mean, it's a good API, but it's a little confusing. S three has this unlimited API because you pay for it. Hmm. And and I like paying for this stuff. It's not very expensive. I like it because I get treated like a customer, because right. I get service level agreements. I know that when there's a, a dock when the bubble bursts they won't go away, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Right. So S three is an important part of this thing too. What
0: well, right. was I gonna say is I, I could see a lot of uses for this sort of system for the kind of network Andy Carvin is putting together when he does his live tweeting. Sure. Which is lots of sources, some of which aren't kind of known, some of right. which are not um, s- co- you know, collating and curating information from all over in real time, but it's very unstructured. Yep. And some of it has to be hmm. included and then excluded. Sure. it'll
1: be a world of Andy Carvin's. Yeah. I mean, basically, yes. it's Andy Carvin scaling. It's Andy Carvin deciding that he is just one person, right. and that to really nail this, what we're going to need to do is we're going to need to replicate that formula. That there aren't that many people who are capable, or willing, or have the, the drive to do what Andy does. Right. But we have we need to find. But he's showing us something, right? I well, think. absolutely. And yeah. and finding those people is the is that's that should be the hard work not the technology because the storing of this stuff has been possible on scale for at least a decade and now we finally have it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, where we hit the walls in this other model of, you know, the the user-generated content model, which I think, you know, I'm hoping any year now that's over because I I th- I think inevitably that makes users very weak and 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 over time those companies are going to start Really clamping down on what we can do with their systems. What I want is I want every year for us to find new vistas to explore, new things that we can do, not have to learn how to do without the things we did before. And um, and what Dropbox has and what S3 have. That's why I say it's an, when I say it's an internet within an internet. What I mean is the internet. The beauty of the internet is the vistas it's the anything's possible in this mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. it's that feeling that there's nobody supervising this right. that was the thing that made the internet i mean explode in 19 in the so early it's sort 90s sort of the
0: opposite of a corporate blogging silo <sighs> inside the internet absolutely yeah
1: totally right. and you know it's inevitable that you end up with the corporate blogging silos cluttering things up and right but eventually, you break out of that, and I think we're looking. I think we're looking at how we break out of it right there. That and EC two, EC two is enormous.
0: So it's sort of a race between these open things and how fast the silos can close on us.
1: No, I don't think so at all. I think people will walk away from their silos the the day they find something better. They'll just dump them and they'll forget about all the day all the stuff they're leaving behind. That's what they always do. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, when you saw that happen in the. It, it happened in the early 90s, uh, mid-90s, actually. You know, you had all this stuff built up around the personal computer, you know, and these local area networks run by Novell, basically, you know. And the, the clutter just got huge and the control issues of these big companies and whatnot. And, you know, and it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. And then, finally, HTTP colon slash slash yeah. blah, blah, blah. Oh. Yeah. You mean, I don't have to, like, go through all this – these corporate guys to right. get my work done, uh, goodbye. <laughs> without looking back. Once Everybody the users just
0: take control, they never give it back. Would hey, you agree with that? that? <laughs> I heard
1: that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's a thing to, it's, Jay, it's, it's breathtaking when it actually, ha- when you see it actually happen, you go, man. You know, this sort of loops back to sort of what I'm, what I, I, I've, I think I understand better what I want to do, you know, I can explain it better. It's the experience I had when I was, you know, a grad student. I was, the timing was great because the internet was basically a project between universities, Mm -hmm. right? That's That's all it was. It was just like, you know, you had a few universities. There were some wires connecting the universities. I was also lucky enough to be at one of those universities. Madison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, And to be... A student at that point mm-hmm. was to be immersed in a philosophy of just I mean it's wonderful I mean you know what it was it was like potential everywhere you look yeah you can't find a place where there isn't just huge potential right right and and now we can, you see we are t- it's time for that again and that's why why do you, you know we're at it okay that's why we're doing this at NYU that's why I'm trying to be part of universities because
0: coming around That's again. where
1: I... Th- well, if we want it to. Mm-hmm. so it doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm. You have to decide you want to do it mm-hmm. because by gravity, the kids are... You know where they're going. They're, they want to they want to start, uh, you know, tech stars or Y Combinators. They all want to get some... You know, they're, they all want to be Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. Right? And so you have to give them something attractive as an alternative to that, which is to say, would you prefer to have freedom? Would you prefer vistas would you prefer the feeling of anything's possible Mm -hmm. you know maybe you'll make a billion dollars but maybe you won't wouldn't even if you don't wouldn't you like to have that kind of experience and liberate liberate
0: millions in the process
1: early in your life be liberated yourself Mm -hmm. what kind of life do you want to have you know Mm -hmm. so uh, uh, that's why i was very lucky because um, by chance, I happened to be in a good place for 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 this kind of stuff. And when the door opened and I saw what was inside of it, I how could I say no? I mean, it was just so good. We have to show those doors to the kids again, okay? And that's that's anyway. That's my shtick. <laughs> Thanks for listening.
0: Another great show.
1: Are we over? No. Four we still have four
0: minutes. Oh, we do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I th- thought it was... Right, yeah, okay, sorry. That's okay.
1: Uh, um, Boris Baden, I was on my list. Uh, um, I'm out of things on my list. Oh, you have the, uh, the tweets, the 10 yeah, tweets. Yeah, you know, Let's I'm, a, I'm an
0: advisor to this newspaper company, j- uh, journal register company, which is led by a true radical, at least compared to his fellow CEOs, John Payton. Mm-hmm. And I was at an advisory board meeting this week, Dave, at an open newsroom in Connecticut that I've talked about before on oh, the show. Oh, wow. And three academics, a newspaper publisher, three editors, a CEO of the company, and 25 people from the community, as well as the staff of the newspaper, are all in this newsroom cafe holding an open advisory board meeting for the company that was also live streamed. Hmm. Uh, And the obliteration of the closed-door corporate... (laughs) you know, consultation model, could not have been more extreme. Mm. But then he went, a couple days later, John Payton, the CEO of Journal Register Company, went to the Newspaper Association of America, which is the publishers. These are the people who run the industry. And he gave a talk that he composed into 10 tweets, which was something I actually did uh, a few years ago in a speech in Australia. Uh, And I just want to read some of his tweets because I think that they capture how radical he is for this industry. The newspaper model is broken and can't be fixed. Newspapers will disappear in less than 10 years unless their business model is changed now. The new newspaper model must be digital first and print last. And my favorite, stop listening to print people and put the digital people in charge of everything. And when somebody says these things to newspaper publishers, who is himself in charge of a newspaper company that this year made money when most of them did not and is growing its digital revenue, it comes still, even though it shouldn't, as a complete shock. And I think this is just interesting from a rebooting in the news point of view because he is sort of rebooting the CEO's job Mm -hmm. as a newspaper exec. So I just wanted to mention that. Okay. Because it's a company to watch, and they're willing to do things that the rest of the industry is unwilling to do.
1: So when you say, I wanted to ask you about this, all right, so like um, put the print people in, no, put the digital people in charge, right? Right. So what is a digital person like in a newspaper? Well, it means people (sighs) who have essentially gone to school
0: on the web and digital tools and who... Think that way, and have had a lot of experience using these tools, and have become part of the digital culture, as opposed to people whose expertise and knowledge and value to the operation is tied up with print production. Right.
1: I get that. I I just doubt that there really are people that are wise about about well. The other thing that I had a problem with I mean these are the specifics is the the thing about we're going to go a little bit longer okay is about the young people mm. Th- that's not fair and and in in any other context he, he would be open to a lawsuit and he wouldn't even say something like that. And mm. it's the only sort of discrimination which is actually legal and or not. You no, know, politically correct might be a better word. Yeah, he said something about listen to the young people. It's awful. Yeah. That's You can't say stuff like that. It's not, it's not accurate either. Um, you know, I mean, I, I find that in my life to be a, a real burden, you know. Because people look at the color of your beard and they say they judge what's in your. What do they know about now? Right. Yeah. I've had people say ridiculous things to me about. Well, how would you know anything about blogging? You know, because you're too old. <laughs> I mean, you know, and they said that in a group situation, so that the humor was available to a lot of people. Um, mm. But it's but it, you wha- find that walking through life, Jay, we're the same age, right? Um, yes. I would say that he's still. Um, I mean, he's very brave to say the things that he said, okay? So let's get that out of the way. I mean, it's obviously something that's going to be controversial in his own industry. Mm. But I think if you look back 10 years from now to see what the news industry is really like, if there is a news industry, uh, there will have been some brand new products that don't look anything like a newspaper, either online or off or in print. I mean, it certainly won't be in print. But it won't be anything like a newspaper. It'll yeah. be radically different, and that's the problem with the, t- the ten piece the ten points. There is that it's all refinements of an existing structure. It's all saying let's rearrange the structure, yeah. right? It's not radical enough because, well, and it's why the Times paywall thing is wrong. Yeah, the Times paywall should be offering us something as radical different from a newspaper as the iPad is from a Mac. Mm-hmm. I mean, the iPad truly is radically different from a Mac, Yes, you know? And that company did not have to do that, okay? Apple was doing fine with mm-hmm. just the iPod and the iPhone and the Mac, iTunes. Yeah. right? All that stuff. Apple was growing at an enormous rate, enormously profitable. They did it because... I don't know joy of what they do. They like going to work and inventing new computers. This would be the way I would put it, and and you know, I gave a talk at the Times about six months ago, and that's what I said. I said you guys, the thing, the challenge here is to fall in love with news again, you know, and to come to work every day thinking about. Look at all the great, cool, new things we can do. And when you adopt that attitude, you'll find products that people pay for, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know? And don't try to charge for the thing you used to give away f- for free. Use that to draw people in. I mean, there's a million exam- examples of that. But advertising being the sort of best example is instead of using it to draw people in to hear about other people's ideas, draw them in to f- hear, have people hear about your ideas. And, and don't ask for money. They'll, I mean, if this were all working, Jay, we would be lining up around the New York Times right now for a chance to give them the money that they want so that we could be the first people to have the new thing, the new shiny new thing that they're offering. <laughs> and I don't see anybody lining up to do this, so I know it ain't working yet. And I know that, so I think that's what I would say to your friend is that, um, is that one level more creativity. One well, more level. The out. first
0: question was, where are you on these changes on a scale of 1 to 10? And he said, we're not at a 1 yet.
1: Well, it's time to... Right. Okay. Well, those aren't the changes to make.
0: That's what he said. Oh, he did.
1: Yeah. Well, then I'd like to shake his hand. <laughs> where
0: are you on where you need to be in changing this? And he said, we're not even at a 1
1: yet. I would just tear up the, the that plan and, and and say to the people that are clustered around that model enjoy yourselves i'm going to keep paying your salaries for a while but i'm not going to be paying any attention to you i'm going to be out trying to find businesses that i can that are news about news that are going to turn our users on that Mm -hmm. are going to get them so excited Mm -hmm. about the future that they live in now and um that's the challenge that's how you do and it goes back to w- what we were talking about before about the limitless vistas the whole idea that you know we are living in that kind of a time where technologically there are huge there's huge potential that's where our spirits and our brains have to be if that's that's where you want to be not in doing the death march thing like bill keller is and you know and the new york times always talking about dying and you know and whatever you never get anywhere that way so can I play you the closing song? Yeah. Okay, here we go. It's the same song as before.
0: <laughs> this has been Rebooting the News number 88. See you next week.